So the objective is to bear fruit. The objective is to bear fruit that will last for all eternity. The objective is to bring glory to God. Now, how does that happen? How does someone who is a branch that's attached some way, shape, or form, how does it produce fruit? Is it by my energy? No. Is it by my work? No. Is it by my effort? No. Well, then what is the process? Let me first of all state the process to you, and it's found in verses 2 through 7. And then we will work it out, at least the first part of it this morning. The process of fruit bearing is stated by two things. Number one, the process is by abiding. By abiding. Notice that. Verse four, abide in me. Verse four, unless it abides in the vine. Verse four, you abide in me. Verse five, he who abides, and on it goes. It happens by abiding. It also happens by a second way. What is that? Verse 2. It's called pruning. He says in verse 2 that he, that is the Father, prunes it so that it will bear more fruit. There is a pruning process that goes on. So the process of bearing fruit involves two things. First of all, abiding, and the second one is pruning or purging, as some of the translations may have it. Now let's examine those processes. This morning, let's look at the first one. One must abide in the true vine or you will never produce fruits. This word abide means to dwell. It means to remain. It means to continue. That is the concept behind the word abide. It is used in a number of senses in scripture. One way it is used is regarding initial salvation. Did you get that? One of the ways the word abide is used is in the concept of initial salvation. For example, it's our position in Christ. In other words, the branch to abide in the vine, it is dealing with, first of all, initial salvation. How do we find that? Go with, back with me to John. It was already used in this context. John chapter 6, and let's look at verses 54 to 56. John chapter 6. In John chapter 6, verses 54 to 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood. He's not talking about cannibalism for anyone that's visiting today. Not at all. He's not even talking about the concept of the communion service. He's again illustrating it so we can understand it. We must, in effect, take him in, the Son of Man, and drink his blood. You have no life in yourselves. And he goes on. And what else does he say? Verse 54 now. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up the last day. Why? For my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. Verse 56. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood, watch, abides in me and I in him. The person who truly has trusted in Christ, that person is at home, if you will. He is abiding. He is attached to Jesus Christ the right way. Chapter 5, verse 38, just a little earlier. 
in the book. Just in John, so you're not jumping all over the place. Say, you do not have his word abiding in you. For you, watch, do not believe him who he, whom he sent. There he refers to the word, but notice again it's initial salvation. If you were saved, his word would be in you and you would be believing on him. And what I'm showing you, it uses the word abide in the sense of initial salvation. Let me put it to you very simple. If you do not have faith and believe in Jesus Christ as the only basis of salvation, you're not attached to the true vine. You don't abide in him. And it's important. Why? Because without faith in Christ, you can't be saved. Without faith in Jesus Christ, you cannot possibly bear fruit. You can do a lot of things religiously, but you can't bear fruit. Initially, you must come to him. And the concept, I want you to see this right away so you see that it ties in. The concept of this abiding for initial salvation, you are apart from Christ, and you will, through the purging process, be cut off if you haven't truly believed on Jesus Christ. The word apart, if you jump down to verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches, he who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. That's chorus, is the word there. It means to be separate from, to be beside. It means to be at space. There's a space between you and the other one. That is how it's used in John's gospel. In John chapter 1, verse 3, you might recall, when he's talking about the word, he uses the same word that he's using here in verse 5 when he says that apart from me you can do nothing. When he says this, all things are created from, by him, and without him was not anything made that was made, or apart from him. It's separate from him. Anything that was separate from him was not made at all. He made it all. And he uses the term separate there. So the concept here is to be a part is that you are not attached at all. It's not true. Uh, true. And we talk about this concept then of professing believers. There's one of three ways that you can be attached to this vine. How? The first two, God does. And that is that he draws you by salvation into himself and he makes you a part of the true vine. That's salvation in Christ. Also, it's used in scripture, and it's important that I say that, as you had in your responsive reading. And that is that he grafts the Gentiles. He can graft you into the vine, and he uses that illustration as a warning, by the way, to believers in Romans 11. But you notice the issue was Israel had unbelief. They had not trusted in Christ. And the Gentiles were grafted into that vine and so forth. And the issue is belief and unbelief. So whether you're grafted in by God or whether you're placed in, however terminology you want to use on that, if God does the work, you're permanently attached to Jesus Christ. But the other way someone can get involved with Jesus Christ is to attach themselves, which means they're not truly attached. They are attaching themselves to it. And I bring that up now because what's important for us to see is the concept 
of the other way that the word abide is used. Not just initially for salvation, most of the time it's used with the concept of remaining. It's used with the concept of staying. It's used with the concept of continuing. It is our condition. First of all, for salvation, if you abide in Jesus Christ, it's coming to him for salvation. But the evidence that it's real and the evidence that you are a branch that's going to be producing fruit is that you continue. And that's the sense that he uses it. Just in John's gospel, I want you to see this. Go back with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. This is vital. John chapter 1, verse 38. And I'll work this out practically in just a moment. Chapter 1, verse 38. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is translated teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying or abiding, and they stayed. That's the concept. They stayed with him that day. They remained. It wasn't just they came to him initially. They remained with him. Chapter 2, verse 12, same book. After this, he went down to Capernaum. He and his mother and his brothers and his disciples, and they stayed or abide. The English word here is stayed is the way it's translated in my translation. But they abided for a few days. It was longer. They remained with him. Chapter 3, verse 36. He who believes in the Son has eternal life. He that does not obey the Son not only will not see life, but watch this. The wrath of God already is remaining and continuing on him. That's what it says. It abides on him. Go with me to another one. I'll skip over a couple here, but go with me to one I know you're familiar with, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Verse 31. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had, watch this, the Jews who had believed on him, they made a profession of faith. Now watch what he says. If you continue in my word, that word is abide. If you abide, what happens? Then you truly are disciples of mine. If you remain, not if you just make a profession of faith. Anyone can do that. If you remain, if you continue, and then he goes on to say that famous passage is quoted, the truth will set you free. That basically his word is truth, and that's the concept. But the idea is you are to remain. The evidence that you belong. Go back with me to John chapter 15. To bear fruit, we not only must be attached to him, we must remain. Why? Jesus Christ is the source of our nourishment. It is through the power of the Holy Spirit. He is the power, not us. And we must remain with him. And you'll notice back in John chapter 15 that it is an evidence that you're truly a branch that bears fruit. How do you know that? Look at verse 8. My Father is glorified in this. Here it is, explanation, that you bear much fruit, and watch this, and so 
prove to be my disciples. That's how we know that we've become the disciples of Jesus Christ. That's how we know we've become the followers of Jesus Christ. That's how we know that we're his, that we remain or we abide. That's what it means. Yes, it's true that I must believe in the Lord Jesus Christ in order to bear fruit. But you also cannot bear fruit as a professing Christian unless you're a remaining and abiding in him. It's referred to as the perseverance of the saints. All believers have been equipped properly. And by abiding in him, God will produce the fruit in our life. We must be attached. You notice again what it said? For apart from me, you can do nothing. If you're a professing believer, and that's it, and there's no fruit coming out of your life, you need to ask yourself whether that was true belief or not, first of all. And if you're trying all your effort in the Christian life and it seems like nothing's getting anywhere, the question is, are you just abiding in Christ? Is his power working through you? You notice that in this situation. It's by being attached to the true vine that fruit comes out. We don't produce it. He does. He does because we're attached. He does. It's not a matter of striving. Too many professing Christians are trying to do things by their own power. Or they're doing very little and then trying to squeeze in a few things so that when they do them, they feel good about themselves that they've done something. That's not the way the Christian life works. The Christian life works by, first of all, in order to be a fruit-bearing, and you'll see that next week when we come to the purging. I'll give you a little hint. What happens in the purging process is the Father is the one, and only the Father can do this, that cuts off the branches that really attach themselves, and they don't bear any fruit whatsoever because they're going to be burned. They were never attached by him. They are not believers. That's why there's no fruit in the life. And those that do bear fruit, we're going to see next week, what he will do is bring through our life such things as trials and tribulations, that pruning process and the word of God so that we can continue to bear more fruit. What type of fruit? Others coming to Christ. What type of fruit? The fruit of the spirit in our life. What type of fruit? Fruit that brings praise to God. And the Father is the one that's working on us. But it all happens, first of all, because we're abiding. If you've got a profession of faith in Jesus Christ and you're trying to do things in your own power, it won't work. The Christian life is about abiding. It's not about doing and hold that. It's about abiding in his power. We unleash the power of God that's flowing through us. Every single person that has truly come to Christ has been given the Holy Spirit. You have the inner power within you, and I do. I don't need to have to produce that. By attaching myself to the vine, all of the nourishment, all of the power flows through the vine, the true vine, and it runs right down to the branches, and it will produce fruit. It's my abiding in him. It's relying on his supernatural power, that is the Holy Spirit that's been given to every single believer. How do we work out the Christian life? By letting God work through us. Now, that raises a question. Does that mean I sit back and I'm just idle? I'm attached to the vine. See you later, God. 
It's just going to happen. That's not what God's word says. Now you're really confusing me. It's living by the Spirit's power. It's living. I stay attached. I let him do it. But I have to walk through life. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 1 puts it this way. Walk worthy of the vocation to which you've been called. I still have to get up and walk. Let me put it to you practically. It is God that has chosen that through the word of God, people come to salvation. How do I produce that fruit in my life where people come to know Christ? Listen to Romans chapter 1. What is it? The gospel is the power of God unto salvation to as many as will believe. What does that mean? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What does that mean? Through the foolishness of preaching, God has chosen to save. I have a part in it. I don't sit idly by. If you're a professing Christian and you're never giving out the gospel, you ought to look in the mirror to see whether you're saved. Why? Because the methodology that God has chosen, see, he's not only saved us to salvation, he will produce it. I don't save anyone. Christ is building his church. It is the word of God that God uses to be the power in people's life. As I share the word of God, it is the word of God that's sharper. It's the word of God that's powerful. It's the word of God that penetrates even to the joint in marrow. It's the word of God that penetrates to the thoughts of people, the intents of the hearts. And as God uses me and I walk the Christian life and I stay attached, you see, we're worried about numbers. How many people did I bring to Christ? Zero. How many people did Christ bring to Christ by working through you? That may be many. It's unleashing the power of God because I let the Holy Spirit work through me and I use the methodology of what he says. That is his word. I use the gospel. It's committing myself daily. If I belong to Christ, I try to put it to you this way practically. It's a daily walk with God whereby I am walking. I'm not idle waiting for him to come back. That's the sign of somebody that's bearing no fruit that's not attached the right way. If you're sitting idly back waiting for the rapture to occur, waiting for Christ to come back, you better take a look at that profession of faith closely. We are called to serve. We are called to walk. You say, well, you said you've got to be attached. Absolutely. You're attached to the vine, and he works through you. It's a daily. The scriptures use this terminology. I need to yield to the spirit of God. How does that happen practically, Pastor Dan? Let me try to put it this way. I let Christ control my life so that my thoughts, my actions are controlled by him because I'm attached to him. When I read in this word, that's why I don't sin. Why? I've hidden God's word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I'm attached to the true vine. It's a true profession. I'm still relying on the power of the Holy Spirit because I will fail every day. But if I allow the Spirit of God to work through us, it's marvelous, folks. He's working through you. He doesn't want you to labor on your own. He wants you to yield to him in your life but walk the Christian life. 
His power will be, if you will, you allow me that term, unleashed right through you. What I think, where I go, what I say, what I do, it's letting God have his way rather than my way. It's letting God work through. We're not talking about here. The ones that attach themselves, we will see next week through the purging process. There are a lot of people that are wolves in sheep's clothing. Don't get fooled by this. The scriptures tell us very clearly that Satan himself, listen, transforms himself into an angel of light. He looks good. And don't be fooled if his ministers appear that way. There are many people professing Christ. And then you look and you don't see any fruit coming out of their life, but they insist that they're a Christian. Don't be fooled by that. Turn with me in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I want you to see this. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I heard some of the zippers going already. Just stay with me a second. I know the stomachs are growling, but we're almost done. I want you to get what I'm saying here. How does the fruit get born? One thing you should walk away with this morning, the first thing is by abiding in Christ. See? I've got to abide in him. I've got to come to him by faith, and I've got to remain in him. I've got to stay connected to him. I can't walk the Christian life in my own power. That's not connection. I walk it by the power of God. Paul puts it in better terms. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he puts it this way in verse 7. Watch. For we, professing believers, have this treasure where? In earthen vessels. We are weak, aren't we? We are. But watch this. We're weak. Why? So that the surpassing, I love this, greatness, the surpassing greatness of what? Of the power. What power? The power of the Holy Spirit will be of God and not from ourselves. We're vessels. We're attached, and if we're truly attached because God's brought us to salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, and we stay attached, God's power will flow right through us. And people are going to look and say, that is the evidence of God's power. Look at the fruit coming out. That person would have slugged that person 10 years ago. And they didn't. When they got cut off going down the, the, the highway, they didn't go back after them and cut them back off. Five years ago, they would have done that. Why not? The power of God's flowing through the person. They wanted to do it, but they didn't. Why? God. It's yielding to the Spirit of God. When you want to do what's wrong, you turn around and say, I know my flesh wants to do that. I know the world's attracting me to do this. But because I'm connected to the true vine and his power's flowing through me, and we're going to see next week, and his word's flowing through me, and I'm attached God goes right through the life, and all of a sudden they see God working through us, and his power is seen. That is the yielding to the Holy Spirit that will produce the love, joy, peace, long-suffering, that will produce the good works, because when you used to be the stingiest person in your life, and now you've got some money and you want to hold on to it, and God burdens your heart for something that comes along, you're now able to say, that's not my money, it's God's. I'll gladly give it. Who did that? It's because you're attached to the vine. It's because you're attached to the true vine. 
It's practical. Remember what verse 5 said. Without me, you can do nothing. You can't bring anyone to Christ. You can't produce any of that fruit of the Spirit because it's his fruit. You can't do good works. Only God can do that through you. We are simply broken vessels, and he is the one that's forming the clay, and he's the one that's using us for his honor and glory. The question is this. We'll look at the second part of it, the purging, next week. And I've cut out a lot of verses here. Are you abiding in Christ? It's a natural process. Natural process. When I look at the springtime coming, isn't it marvelous? Aren't you glad we're on this side of it? Don't worry about the weather forecast for tomorrow. Enjoy today. Enjoy today. Isn't it marvelous? But we look. We can look right outside the window. We see some bushes, and we see them. It's going to be a natural process. They're, they're attached, and the roots go down, and the blossoms are going to come. First of all, you've got to come to Christ. He's the true vine. Don't be fooled by the world you're living in. I know it's not politically correct to hear there's only one way to heaven, but it's biblically correct. There is only one way. It's only through Jesus Christ. And he loved you. He loved you so much that he came to this world. He satisfied the righteousness of God. He will graft you in. How? By faith. Trust in Jesus Christ. He died to pay the penalty and price for sin. And he rose victoriously. Place your faith in him. It's not based upon your works. Not based upon this church. Not based upon any church. It's not based upon how you feel. If you base it on feelings, you're going to feel saved today. You're going to feel lost tomorrow. When you base it on simply the sole work of Jesus Christ, you will be attached to the vine the right way because your faith will be in the right person. Trust in Christ. And fellow believer, it's a normal process. As we continue in the vine, as we remain attached to Jesus Christ, you can't just go off and live your life the way you want. You're going to see next week, in the purging process, you may find out you weren't really attached. But if you are, you're going to suffer some things. And you know what? Life is tough. This concept that we have in the United States of America, everything's got to be fair. Life isn't fair, folks. We face some trials, and they're difficult, and they're hard. You try facing them alone, and you're going to see what happens. You'll be running. But if I'm attached to the vine, his juices, if you will allow, the Holy Spirit's power will work its way through me. And as I yield to him, his power will work itself out, and the fruit will be flowing, not because of us, because of him and who he is. But we have to walk. We have to yield. We have to let God have his way in our life. Let's close in a word of prayer. Our Father in God, we know we're not done with this text yet. But we know we have to start with abiding. There are those branches that bear fruit and there are those branches that don't. And the branches that bear fruit are the ones that abide. The ones that are attached to Jesus Christ because you've done a, a work in their life and through the power of God have taken blind, dead people and turned them from the walking dead to the living because of the life that flows through Jesus Christ. And Father, if there'd just be one person, young or old, in this room 
that still has their doubts, Lord, don't let them sleep this night until they come to faith in Jesus Christ. They know they'll face death. But, Father, they are going to face a Christless eternity unless they are abiding in the vine, unless you draw them to yourself. And our prayer is that you'd open up their understanding. And, Father, there are many that profess faith in Christ, and a true profession really wants fruit in their life, but so often we're striving. So often we're going in our own power. So often we think we can do it ourselves, and we know we can't. But by remaining in the vine by yielding to the Spirit of God, by letting you have your way and your will in our life, the fruit will come. All we need to do is stay attached. All we need to do is walk by faith and not by sight. And yet, Father, not to use it out of context, but even your disciples and others ask that their faith would be increased. We need that. We are so weak. We fail so often. But we thank you that your love and grace is greater than all our sin. We thank you, Father, that it is your desire that we bear fruit for the glory of God. Lord, just help us to remain attached and help us to walk in the light of your word. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.